Welcome to We Talk Games, an arcade weekly review show brought to you each week free of charge from your friends at WeTalkGames.com. I am Keith, the Robo Duke, and I am joined by my close compatriot, Chris Nikobon. Hello. It is one of my favorite months. Is it June? <laughs> God, it starts off at like 80 and gets to about 112. Wow. Global warming. There is something hot about this month. Hot lead, cause it's Schmup Timber. And I gotta say, it's good to be back. I got fired, apparently. I mean, you were here when we did the Twisty Rockets thing. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, Stinky wasn't too happy about that. Oh well, that would explain why I wasn't getting the uh, the IOUs every week. <laughs> no checks, just IOUs in the mail. They're not IOUs made out to me. They're IOUs made out to Stinky. And he keeps trying to forge my name at the bottom. I don't think it's legally binding because one was for Nick Obun and another one's Nickel Bin. And it, yeah, I, I, like, I think, I think I'm cool, but I, he's trying to charge me. He's been writing mine on old Care Bears birthday napkins. Mine is usually a Wendy's bag. <laughs> I think it's all the same Wendy's bag too because I was like putting them together. It's, it's like a puzzle. It's actually kind of oh. fun. I might frame it when I'm done. Hey, we know what else is a puzzle. It's the game we're going to be talking about this week. I don't know what's going on in this game, and I don't really think it matters what's going on in this game. I'm talking about Riot from 1992. Does anyone out there remember this game? If you do, please do write to us. This was something I found looking through our uh, arcade archives, I guess you could say. Actually, a while ago when I first uh, got on the show, it was something I had found. I mean, like, we should talk about this. And they were like, sure, let's give it a year. Well, here we are. <laughs> This is a run-and-gun shooter very much akin to Cabal or, what is it, Nom 1975, is that it? You could even say it's a on-rails before such a thing as on-rails shooters existed, but it's side-scrolling where your character moves on his own and you can kind of guide him back and forth, though he's permanently moving either left to right or right to left as you move a cursor around the screen to shoot at your enemies. It is one or two-player simultaneous gameplay, but the thing with this game is you're a guy, you got a gun. And it's never really clear which gun you actually have. Like, starting in the intro... He apparently has some rapid-fire automatic shotgun-looking thing. It looks like a kid drew it. Yeah, and then you go to, like, the splash screen, and it's more of your standard uh, machine gun. It makes a little more sense in-game, because you're picking up other guns from item drops, but the lack of consistency from right out the door after he's spending a lovely day hanging out, enjoying the breeze in the jungles of Cambodia, or whatever. Or Vietnam. Or Laos. It falls apart right from the get-go, which is kind of great. 
or does it all fall together? No, it, it falls <laughs> apart, and it's actually pretty great how much it falls apart. The whole plot of this game can be summed up as secret warriors armed with special weapons and sorcery, the Magic Tigers. We gotta shoot them to death. Yeah, like the Magic Tigers sounds like uh, like a farm baseball team in Japan. <laughs> they have a Tigers team, so I guess the Magic Tiger, or maybe like that's their the mascot for the Hanshin Tigers. I don't know. And now batting for the Magic Tigers. Evil from Time Bandits. Yes, those who know Time Bandits will see in that intro where they mentioned the Magic Tigers. The man sitting on the throne is a perfect pixelated version of David Warner as Evil in Terry Gilliam's Time Bandits. Uh, look it up, really crazy movie, but that's kind of what drew me to this game as well uh, when I booted it up and immediately saw, okay, this is going to be some weird hodgepodge going on here because we got this blonde G.I. Joe guy who, you know, is a pastiche of your rambo arnold schwarzenegger types you know of the early 90s yep beside of dolph lundgren in there dolph lundgren most definitely and then all of a sudden here is this villain from a a child's movie a british you know ch- children's film is our main villain so i'm in partway through the first level impaled robocop okay yeah <laughs> and it just gets weirder it just gets yeah weirder. you're on a, a construction site or something and or, or no you're in a dilapidated city the construction sites later but you're in this dilapidated city and apparently yeah it's detroit because robocop is dead yeah this is one of those things when you see it in an arcade game or uh, another game I, i'm pretty sure duke nukem did some little easter eggs like that my favorite well sort of similar thing was with shinobi where you fight what like knockoff spider-man and knockoff i think there's a frankenstein there's all sorts of uh, knockoff villains in there this feels like that that's actually a really good pull for an influence would be shinobi where this feels like a bunch of ideas all thrown together that's a statement you know what i really think i think like this is just a sequel to the to the nom arcade game and you are playing this guy who lost his buddy and he's just completely out of his mind going around taking jobs killing anyone because most boss fights or at least a few of them seem to start with seeing perfectly normal people and then they suddenly transform into monsters but then at the end of the fight they're back to normal people again i think our hero has a problem oh absolutely absolutely you know, the guy has terrible PTSD, and and after, you know, catching that helicopter back to America, uh, just goes berserk. Uh, the third level in, something like that, where he walks in a room, and there's these four gangsters sitting there on the couches, and some guy dressed as Hermes or something, you know, sitting at this table. Suddenly, he gets up in energy and magic, and there's all these monsters in him, and you're, and you're shooting at all of them. And, and he's in a bubble. And, yeah, and he's in a bubble, and then when he's not in the bubble, you can hurt him, and then he dies, and he's back to normal at the desk. And I'm like, I think this is also a weird prequel to Hotline Miami or something. Yeah, and Bison Werewolf was basically the same deal there, too. Yeah. He just kind of gets up, and then he's a werewolf with a string neck. Although he looks more like a wear like panther, but he's got dingo friends, or I don't know what's going on. I don't. Yeah. Yeah, we kind of got ahead of ourselves a little bit here as we, we were trying We're to- all over the place, much like the game. It's kind of hard not to be. Yeah, so how about we cut over to T.T. Schmootkins with T.T.'s Snap Stats. Hello, I am T.T. Schmootkins, and this is T.T.'s Snap Stats. Riot is an obscure arcade game. 
Titi Snap Stats has been brought to you by Dr. Tung Tung's Tung Tung Sauce. As I did say, this game is kind of on rails with its shooting, and much like Cabal or Nom 1975, it is over the shoulder. I see what you did there. Track, rails. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm glad somebody's appreciating my hard pun work here. The difference between this and Cabal 1975, though, is while enemies come from the foreground and the background in those games as well, you have to hit a separate button to shoot into the foreground. Yeah, I kind of like that mechanic, though. Like, it made it a little easier, to be honest. Just kind of hot swap. For me, I I feel like they move a little slow. The cursor could move a little faster. faster. Oh, what you got to do, you just got to roll everywhere. It's, it's, you know, it's like the guy who, uh, combat rolled in to, uh, arrest that kid at a pool party last year. (laughs) It does look like that. He, he was the, he was the motion capture they used, uh, for this, but. You can roll every, you can just roll all the time. It works in Zelda, it works in this. It, the only thing that doesn't work in this is you, if you still roll into explosions and through them, you still take damage. Meh. This is a quarter eater as well, if we haven't mentioned that. It definitely, especially later in the game. Oh, but yeah. my problem is, is if you're shooting into the background and you move the cursor down to shoot into the foreground, the cursor doesn't move below a certain line until you start shooting into the foreground. You get used to that, though. I did after a while get used to it. It's it's one of the only mild annoyances I found in this game. So you do have your yeah. So it is three buttons: background shoot, foreground shoot, and the roll button. Which yeah, just roll. Never stop rolling. Always be rolling. Really, really liked. Uh, speaking of his movement and how he controls, is if you point him in the opposite direction of the way he's moving and let him move, it kind of looks like he's just moonwalking across the screen. Yeah, yeah. The the walk cycles were interesting but that's what it is he's not moving fast enough and you can't move him back and forth fast enough ends up looking a little weird that's the thing that makes this game great is it looks so 90s it's violent there's blood it is obviously a fueled a little bit by cold war type stuff going on all the enemies seem to wear red all of them wear red the, it's the, a little bit of Cold War, a little bit of uh, your standard Japanese understanding of world mysticism. Like there are shades of uh, Aztec, Mayan mythology in there. A little bit of Western stuff. Uh, yeah, punks with World War II grenade launchers with pentagrams on their sleeveless jean jackets. Yeah, there's a bar for like two minutes, if that. Yeah, you jump around through so many different scenes that it feels like a, a got like a dream. Yeah, oh, there's like, the, there's it feels t- like you're just floating through this weird, long dream that just keeps going. And every time you feel like you're back in reality, you hit a boss fight and it snaps you into another dimension. And, and suddenly you're somewhere else. To be fair, those were like the most real to me because you, like, you, you expected that. You saw that coming. You know, there's going to be some kind of magic stuff going on. But after the first level, I expected it with each boss. But, you know, like I, I did not expect M. Bison to turn into a werewolf and to suddenly be where Sagat and Ryu had their, like, epic battle to, like, shoot at a bunch of wolves that, you know, very nicely explode into some blood and gore. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They are the, – the Peter's going to be upset about this one. Or, like, the level where you're on a helicopter – that is flying over the ground, but apparently the helicopter can go completely sideways. That is the best level. <laughs> That's the best level. 
It's ridiculous. I'm like, the way this helicopter is moving is insane. It is on its side, and I'm facing straight down at the ground. And then you're facing straight up, I'm guessing, because the boss of that level, it's just a plane, and he drops the wing super gay that really, really, really wants to play Nerf football with you, except the Nerf footballs explode. And also, you're in uh, a VR space shooter now. The, the guys do look like a like you were saying, like a Mayan kind of... Yeah, I think influence the influence uh, Aztec kind of to his look. I think the uh, like the whole M Bison dude was at least inspired in part by the whole Jaguar Warrior thing, and you've got plenty of uh, various racist depictions of uh, different sorts of natives. Oh uh, yeah, the uh, the natives too. who pop up mostly upside down from the top of the screen to shoot their blow darts at you, which are also just round bullets like everything else in the goddamn game. Bullets, bullets everywhere. There are there are some power ups, but I I don't seem to stay li- alive long enough to use some of them. And they don't feel that different. Like the only one that feels much different at all is the machine gun, which is super rapid fire. And even then, pretty much everything kills at about the same speed. It just looks a little different. It's a game to pump enough quarters in to see as much of it as possible. You know, like I mentioned, the weird Hermes boss who seems to have some like wicked fleshy sculpture on his wall that i guess is an evil influence on him which transforms him or something i don't know but it looks great it has uh very minimal uh, minimal cutscenes, just short little clips usually of your blonde guy being like oh no they got away again time to go after him i love the opening where he lights a cigarette and immediately spits it out after lighting it that's the winners don't do drugs message just a little more subtle the entire department store level. I said the helicopter was the best level, but the level after that, the department store, I would say, might actually be a little bit better. You blow your way through like a carnival hellscape. It's just it like the stupid sense. cutouts with the little faces. It's like a Japanese department store, which is more like how we in the West would picture a shopping mall. Bunch of different stores, not just different departments. And, you know, there's, you know, a merry-go-round. It's about the there. evil of capitalism, actually. Yeah. But then be- just. Because it's. The level prior is when the guy's like, oh, no, they're they're getting away and they're heading back to their main base. And then it's like, their base is a department store. Oh, they've gone too far. How could they? Yeah. Evil capitalists obviously are using ancient magic to control the world. Yep. And then you fall through a bunch of signs and then land in a pool that would in no way break your fall. This yeah, is like, you do what? a lot of falling. He falls at least three, four times between levels through signs, through trees, and... He always keeps going, which just adds to the dream-like feel of this game. Everybody has those dreams where they're falling, 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 falling. But you always survive, and you're fine. And and if this game had explained some stuff, it wouldn't feel so surreal and dreamlike because it doesn't explain anything. I don't think it would have been, would have been as good with an explanation. I'm just, nope. No. We wouldn't be able to read this much into it. Then you end up having a boss – Actually, that is the Slack boss, the one where like we don't have enough time, where he has no animations whatsoever. Are you He's talking just, about the curly, curled up guy? Yeah, the guy who's curled up in a yeah. ball has no animations. He just appears in all these different spots, and like one of them is real, and he just shoots fireballs. Just keep disappearing, reappearing. They have no animation whatsoever, and that is the keep shooting until you find out which one's the right one and then keep shooting that one until it disappears and then try to find it again when it reappears. I'd say that was the most annoying fight for me. Just, I can deal with explosives to roll away from. I can deal with a lot of that. It's just, I don't want to puzzle now. No, that was not good. And also the apes I really disliked as well. Oh, yeah, they were the the, the uh, leather daddy gorillas. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think that's two separate fetishes kind of stacked on one another. It's you like, got to meet that out. I'm not one to kink shame, but you got to spread the love. Fats Domino, after the shutdown of Showbiz Pizza, he really needed some work. That's just what he left to do was be in this video game. Oh, I forgot about Devil Yoda, too, the first boss. Oh, and yeah. His, there's his Mud Men friends. And another weird copy of a character in something that's quite out of place, but totally works for this this strange, strange trip. Something I don't like towards the end of the last level before you face off with the main boss, there is a quarter eater section. All of a sudden there are rising platforms and spikes above your head that alternate where they pop up. I didn't try to predict them. I bet I could have been a little more strategic, but this is definitely a spot where it doesn't give you enough time to just roll through. Are you talking about the, the chain blocks that drop down on you? They don't drop down. The ground goes up. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. If you yeah, roll yeah. fast enough, like right as that loads, you can roll right through that. Yeah, but I ended up dying quite a few times. They're instant death moments right there. You know? And then you no, get to you fight. Go fast. This guy is not Sonic, but he does He does have some nice blue pants. And that's the other thing with the red stuff. The guy wears no red. You know, He's got blonde hair. He's got a green tank top blue jeans and gray shoes and a gun he's just normal guy no red on him but all the enemies have some kind of red on him was on purpose i'm telling you so (laughs) you get to fight evil at the end he rides a big dragon you shoot the dragon's eyes out which is pretty cool actually it's yeah it's kind of gruesome peter's not gonna well fantasy peter's not gonna be happy about that one (laughs) It's a surprisingly gruesome, violent game. The boss actually disintegrates before your eyes, which I don't know if that's actually from Time Bandits. That could be an actual direct pull. That's pretty standard, though. For You, you break an ancient evil wizard's connection to magic, he's going to dissolve. He's got nothing holding him together. It's like... He's too old. Yeah. I didn't mention the music. The music's kind of generic. Oh, the music's great. What are you talking about? Like I don't it's, know. it's 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 definitely of its age, but it's so yeah. good. It fits perfectly. It's it's always pumping and thumping and. Humping. I have a bad habit of listening to podcasts, and kind of sometimes I miss I miss out on music a little bit. You know, you are not being an ideal critic. You are no, I'm a not crucial element of the experience. Ah, oh, well, that's why I got you here. Yeah. Does it remind you of anything? shitty 90s techno but it's exactly what it needs to be for what the hell's going on it's just it's not too weird it doesn't get too repetitive actually it doesn't drone like the loops are long enough that uh it feels good it just feels good i want this soundtrack i'd say the second or third level is probably the best jams the boss fight music's eh, but it's kind of your jam fair for boss fights in the 90s yeah special uh, guest appearance by dio sort of in that his name is written a bunch of times on a wall by an elevator after the bar. I missed that. Yeah. Just says Dio exclamation point. So this feel like a Dio music video too now if you think about it. A little bit. A little bit. A little bit. There's like one guy on the team who's like, Dio, Holy Diver. <laughs> the Holy, Holy Diver came out before this though, I think, the video game. I forgot that it had a video game. It did. I'm pretty sure we actually have a whole episode dedicated to Holy Diver. I probably was on that episode. I forgot about it. <laughs> Whatever, so, check the archives. To, uh, tell us about it in a review. Yeah. Review contact. that episode and review this one telling us about how you reviewed that episode. I don't know if there's anything I would really change about this game because I'm not sure who NMK is. I don't think they even, I don't even think they made any other games really. They, 
They, no, they they put out like a smattering of games, but nothing that anybody really heard. Of. Like I, I've heard of uh, Arkista's Ring on the NES. That was them. Okay. And Ninja Crusaders. I I don't know if I played that one, but they kept doing arcade stuff up through '95. So wow. Oh, Bomb Jack Twin. I forgot about that too. It was like a two-player Mighty Bomb Jack, if I remember correctly. Ah, oh, so they did the sequel. I guess. I don't yeah. know if I'd call it a sequel or a spinoff. Yeah. Oh, oh, Ninja Taro on Game Boy. I played that. Was that so, like Hamtaro but ninjas? Eh, no, it's just like you're a ninja. You're a little no hamsters. Yeah, I'd recommend this game though. I think anyone who is a fan of Cabal or Nom 1975 or the the very fantastic Wild Guns is definitely one of my personal favorites. And I think it's getting a remake or reboot or something soon. The reason I like it is it does feel. Like a strange 1970s film, like a Zardoz kind of thing going on. Like it's just incoherent and just goes from place to place without waiting for you to catch up with it or to try and understand what's going on. It's just like, no, come on, we got to get on, shoot the next guys. The guys are over here now, shoot these guys. And you're like, we're in a department store. And they're like, it doesn't matter. You've got to keep moving to the right and keep shooting the guys. It doesn't matter where we are. Shoot them. The there, red. There is one dangling plot thread that they never really resolved, and uh, it, it does kind of bother me. That fan. What's up with that fan? Oh, yeah. Like, I thought that was a fan boat before, but then it just shows up in the department store and blows you through a window. Like, A, I don't think that's how that works. B, what are you doing here? Yeah, this guy's running from place to place, shooting the hell out of guys, and a fan's going to knock him down. Yeah. So I'm saying it's the dream thing, man. It's a, it's a PTSD in that department store too. He goes down like four sets of escalators falling and sliding and rolling through like six panes of glass that are all directly next to each other. And at the end of the game, he recovers some necklace with a gem from this evil and takes it to a grave and hangs it on a grave. And it just shows us that through like all the seasons for like a year. Yeah. And, and, and you don't know why. No. Frogs dig graves. Crows dig graves. A lot of things hang out by the grave. It's a good yeah. grave. Uh, well, in this, there's a mole. They do a nice little uh, fake out where you see the ground move a little bit, like something's about to come out, and then it's just the mole. Mm-hmm. Now it is time to find our center. We are going to recite some haikus for yous. Do you have a haiku for Riot? I absolutely do, actually. What? Yeah. And Please. Uh, this, this one came to me. Uh, I believe it was the second level where this came to me, but uh, here we go. This is my haiku. That is not part of the haiku. My film tagline is Throw Harambe from the train. See you all in hell. <laughs> Four apes died in the making of this video game. And the first one's on a train for no good goddamn reason. I don't. It's a. It's one of their secret weapons. Yeah. You know, and then you fight another, and then you fight two at once, and it's horrible. Oh. They don't even like palette swap them. Like the two at once, it's the same leather daddy apes. Maybe <laughs> it's the same two from earlier, and they're not leather as dead. daddy apes. Uh well, here is is my haiku. Better dead than red. Apes in vests, pumped full of lead. Did you dose my drink? 
I love that both of us had the, the gorillas in there somewhere. That's the weirdest part of the whole game. Like, yeah. Really, that is the weirdest part, is just these apes out of nowhere that they make the most horrendous noise. Oh, yeah. Oh, God. The audio on them is terrible. Yeah, so you, you got to check this game out. The only dude, thing weirder... really understand what we're talking about here. Yeah, the only thing weirder to me than that was the fact that, like, pretty much all the enemies, fairly standard, you know, human size, adjusted for scale and whatnot... For, for for the foreground and the background, then you've got the hover bike dudes who are basically like jockey sized and tiny. <laughs> it doesn't fit the perspective at all. I was very confused. No, they're super duper tiny. And then yeah, everything fits. Where you're like, oh okay, so we got these these you know red suited armored guys and the red punk guys and there's all these gun guys and then yeah, just some dudes from Africa with blow dart guns, you know. Yeah. Why not? Oh, we didn't even mention the temp that you basically go through the Temple of Doom. Yeah, that was almost my haiku. <laughs> it was Temple that. of Doom. Yeah, and you ba- yeah, you have the guys pulled right from the Temple of Doom soldiers just like right there. It's I don't understand. Uh but you don't need to understand to enjoy this game. All game talk, no filler. Be sure to tune in to next week's episode to continue the audaciousness of Schmupptember in your face shooter time spectacular. Get oh. schmupped. Sounds- don't tell Wiggly because they're shooters. Oh, right. They are. Oh, shit. We're going to get fired again. So to help us not get fired, be sure to spread the word about We Talk Games with a retweet or a Facebook share. Until next time, everyone, keep your guns handy and keep an eye on your drink. Also, spread the word September. We love you. Don't be jerk all the time. Why?
beer. 